Hi everyone, may peace be on you all and welcome to another episode of my podcast. I'm a Muslim and that's okay. My name is Shahla and uh it's been another busy week. I mean, uh I mean for me personally, uh again, lots of moving, cleaning, you know. I went through that in my last episode, but hey, it was this past Tuesday was Super Tuesday. I hope everybody who had their um primary election days uh voting on uh Tuesday went out and went out and voted. I did and you know, did the whole sticker picture selfie thing and you know, put it up like had four people like it. <laughs> I don't have a lot of followers, but that's okay. Anyway, uh but yeah, I hope everybody went out and voted and um you know, I think for uh us especially, you know, I I voted Democrat. I have um for the past two elections and um and uh it's it's important to go out and you know make your vote count doesn't matter if you're voting republican or democrat i mean i guess it makes a difference you know that's a tricky thing with politics as it is now i mean i have a lot of friends who are um democrat but there are some who are also republican and some who are neither i mean they i remember in the 2016 elections they did vote third party and everybody has a different opinion about this and what was right what was wrong and it's what's right and wrong has become quite murky these days um and again it's it's a matter of what what you believe in what you want and doing the right thing too and sometimes when you make the Venn diagram there isn't a place where all three circles sort of intersect and that's where the problem i think really lies um i was just having this discussion with my friend online and um with the primaries now over in some states not in all states um one uh democratic um nominee has the clear lead and um she uh, uh disagreed that you know he should not have you know gotten the lead and um and you know it was not a matter of whether i agreed with her or not um i think as a minority as especially as a religious minority and as a minority in the US and i told her this um this is a really hard place for us because and again I told her this as well um for us all the nominees were more or less the same and this will be an an unpopular opinion but the fact is uh and my exact words to her were um the pool was white and for us as minorities it's a matter of choosing it which one will be the least awful to us and the that that is the truth unfortunately as it is and again a lot of people will disagree with this uh, for different reasons but i can tell you with great amount of assurance for for minorities and i can tell you in uh, in the muslim community there is an overarching um real real feel of this that who is it that will 
you know, see us as people. You know, not just people uh, when our votes count, but people all the time. I, I mean, they, any nominee can hold as many rallies as they want and gather any amount of minorities as they want. But the fact is, when all the elections are said, done and over with, we do get pushed to the sidelines. And again, I, uh, here's the thing. It's not as simple as, you know, nominees, politicians, etc., etc., are evil. That's not it. It is, I think, um, a matter of us as well as minorities, you know, really raising our voices. We, if we want our rights, we do really need to be able to speak up about them and be really seen and heard. And that also factors into it. You know, uh, it's all great to be, you know, attending rallies and really, you know, making all the you know, nice slogans, posters, campaigns and all of these things to support the, the, the person that you're really rallying behind. But the real job is after all of this campaigning is over, after all the elections are over, to really work hard to make sure that what we want to happen is known to our representatives. So that is uh, on us as minorities uh, to really do. And um, I know I went on a whole, I guess, rant over there, political rant, I know, I guess. But um, I think that was, you know, uh, the real feel that I, I felt with a lot of my friends online that uh, there was, there were a lot of people disgruntled. I mean, that that's how it is. And but I think sometimes when you are a majority, um, it's, it's, it's easy to not see the perspective. And again, I don't blame anybody for this. No, uh, please, uh, I, don't, I don't want anybody to feel that way, that, that they should feel bad about this. No, not, not at all. It's, uh, it, it's only natural. And I say this from a place when I was living in Pakistan, that I was uh, you know, of the majority that I, I couldn't see the struggles of those that were, that were minorities until I, my, my, one of my best friends is, is from um, uh, a religious minority in Pakistan. And when I, I heard her struggles, that's when I realized that this is not okay. What's happening to her is not okay. Her, her and her community is not okay. And uh, I think uh, that also falls on us as, um, as people who are minorities to really reach out to other people and you know you know sh- tell our perspectives as well and to have our perspectives heard uh, in a really meaningful way um in these situations it's easy to become defensive but i think and i'm um, again with the rhetoric the way it is there is a lot of political fires being lit on both sides uh, um, or as many sides as you want and people are in a really inflamed state and that's never a good thing because it what it does is it keeps us from really listening really hearing the voices that need to be heard on all sides because i can see right now um that america is really hurting and it's not the first time i've expressed this um there are a lot of people who are hurting for a lot of different reasons. Um, and most of all are the people 
who are really struggling financially. It doesn't matter what race, what religious background, what ethnicity they're from. There are a lot of people who are struggling financially in a lot of bad ways. And I, I really, really feel for their struggle because it shouldn't have to be this hard as it is now to really make ends meet. And um, one of the, um, you know, I guess um, social media uh, pages I follow is Humans of New York. And just this morning, I read this story uh, on on the page of this this dad and uh, what what he was saying that him and his um, I, I forget I think it was his wife um, they live in separate places uh, in separate apartments uh, or separate uh, living conditions and they that. Uh, he can't live with his son because they can't afford to be like to be in one safe, secure place together, and that just broke my heart. That you know, and you know, he said that you know he's working as hard as he possibly can, and I, and I see that in a lot of people. They are literally doing everything possible, multiple jobs, and. You, trying to get their college degrees and college education being as expensive as it is it's ridiculous and student loan debt all of this is such an immense crushing burden on anybody and i don't i wouldn't be surprised if somebody has you know multiple addictions problems mental health issues with all of these things and uh, again I think I, you know, crossed into something that, um, I mean, mental health issues are not caused by these things. Um, they, they, but are they are definitely compounded by it, and that is a factor when it comes to the overall um, well-being of our lives. I think, I mean, in America, there is the this. Uh, this concept of the American dream, but I, and there, there, there was a time, um, and I will delve deeper into this into my next podcast um, when I'll go into a little bit of my, uh, my own uh, background and how, where I grew up. I know I was supposed to do it this week, but um, with this political discourse as it is right now, I think um, what I speak of is when my parents were in the U.S., they had immigrated. They were the first first generation immigrants from my family to the U.S., and they were living the American dream. And many people at that time were. I'm not saying everybody was, and there was definitely a lot of poverty, racial inequality then too. But now it is at a level that I. I mean, I don't think two generations of Americans has seen that kind of inequality and poverty and, and financial oppression, I think that's the word for it, that we see right now. And it is heartbreaking that people who are struggling so hard, doing everything possible to make things work, still can't make things work. It is ridiculous. It really is that we live 
in a time that we have some of the most powerful technology in the palm of our hands, and yet we cannot provide financial security to our most vulnerable people. And it's this is the greatest injustice that exists right now. That we see opulence, luxury, and aspirations sold to us in so many different ways. And we're expected to reach for them. But here's the thing. How do you reach for something when your arms are being continuously pulled back by so many burdens? I, th- I think there is nothing, literally nothing, that is more heartbreaking than that. And, um, and a lot of people could say that this condition is not something unique to the U.S. And I, I would agree with them. Um, I have lived in a developing country. And, um, you know, uh, in Pakistan, there is not, uh, again, even now, a lot of people struggle with really abject poverty. But um, what scares me is, for me, I see the U.S. not just from the inside, but also from the outside. And I see the cracks. I think most people who have lived here and grown up here um, can't see it from an outsider's perspective. Um, they, they, They can't see the system going wrong. But I have seen... Um, a system that is, uh, 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 and I speak of, uh, you know, living in the, in Pakistan. And again, this might be a sensitive issue for those who live in Pakistan or who are from Pakistan. But the fact is, the system there has been broken for a while, and um, there are many reasons for it. I won't go into that. There are again a lot of political nuances lots of issues over there that need to be resolved but what i what i'm saying is is that when you've seen a broken system and when you come halfway across the world and you wish for something better for your children but you see the system falling apart in the same way it's very scary it really is because you you want you uh, okay let me put it this way i know i have a lot of friends in the us um a lot of them that i hold very dear to me i have a lot of friends in pakistan again a lot of people whom i hold very dear for me to me and for them you know you wish for them to always be happy and hope, hoping that you know that they are given the best opportunities, and you don't want to see them struggle. It's the same for me in the U.S. And um, 
I see so many people that are are becoming victims to a to a system that is slowly breaking down and it's consuming them taking them with it and it 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 really is it 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 it, it you don't want that happening you really don't and i'm i'm fortunate enough that you know um uh, god has blessed us with uh financial stability and you know we we are not as not struggling as a lot of people do in the US um and uh, but still it's not enough for us not to be struggling and say everything is okay because once the system starts breaking you can't avoid not falling into the holes that that are created by it especially as a minority you can't and that's the truth of it and what what needs to happen in the in the US is that people to need to stop and yes we will never really um agree with one another on everything but i think what we need to stop and think about is is that is that one issue it could you can take any issue um you um i'm not even, i guess not even going to go into that uh but take any issue of choice any issue um and really think hard that is that issue worth plunging the entire entire majority of people who are struggling so hard into further depths of financial insecurity do we not care that much about each other that we are willing to bring the other person down over one issue that is does not even affect a vast majority of our choices in life and uh, with that i i hope that i've left with you, left you all with some food for thought and i will see you next I mean you'll hear from me next week and I will go a little bit deeper into my uh my background and where I come from until then um I hope that we can decide to be more civil and kinder to one another and make the right choices come November may peace be on you all Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and that's okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five-star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. 
And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.